0: Welcome to Alabama short stories when you're a little behind on your Alabama history. I'm your host Sean Wright. In 1974, Homewood High School and its football team were only three years old. The coach was only 26 years old. To think that a team this new, this young, could break into the Alabama State 4A football playoffs was unthinkable but that was right where they stood after beating rival Mountain Brook 48-6 to finish with a 9-1 record. At the end of the regular season, Tuscaloosa High School was declared the Region 7 champions with a 5-1 regional record, besting Homewood with an identical record. But then Homewood caught a break. Before the last games of the regular season, the Alabama High School Athletic Association ruled that a player on the Tuscaloosa team was ineligible to play since he was over the age limit of eligibility. The player in question, Albert Williams, was 19 years old. Tuscaloosa was fined, and they were forced to forfeit their first game of the season to Holt High School. This was catastrophic for the team. A win over Druid City on the last game of the schedule would have put them into the state playoffs. The ruling would put Homewood into the playoffs. Tuscaloosa school officials sprung into action and attorney Ralph Knowles filed a complaint in the Tuscaloosa Circuit Court on behalf of the players against the Alabama High School Athletic Association. Knowles put into question the State Bureau of Vital Statistics, saying out of 14 living children in the family, the Bureau only had four birth certificates on file. And they said that brother Henry Lee Williams was dead, even though he was a junior at Tuscaloosa High School. The school, family, and attorneys produced a family Bible stating that Elbert was only 18, which was also on his driver's license, Social Security, and Selective Service records. Circuit Judge Fred Nickel ruled that Elbert Williams was 18 and that a new birth certificate be issued. Athletic Association President Bubba Scott accepted the ruling and ordered that the penalties against Tuscaloosa be rescinded. There was one problem. The board would not meet until Saturday. Williams was not eligible to play on that Friday night game against cross-city rival Druid City, the last regular season game of the year. Now if the idea of using a birth date in a Bible as proof confuses you, the Bible has been used for generations as a way to record family events. Marriages, births, baptisms, those types of things. The family Bible was passed down from generation to generation. Before recording vital records was mandatory, this was the only way to keep track of family vitals. It was especially important when families had to prove these events when trying to secure benefits like military pensions or for keeping your child eligible to play football. With this ruling, Tuscaloosa was back in the playoffs after their win against Druid City, knocking Homewood out. Homewood principal Michael Gross lawyered up and with the support of the Homewood Board of Education sprung into action. They filed in Jefferson County Circuit Court and Judge William Thompson declared Homewood the champions instead of Tuscaloosa. With the stalemate and the first round playoff games fast approaching, the case was going to the Alabama Supreme Court. The Alabama High School Athletic Association asked the Supreme Court to set aside both court rulings and let them make the final ruling which is precisely what the Alabama Supreme Court did. The Athletic Association went back to its original decision. Tuscaloosa would have to forfeit a game, making Homewood the region champs. But the drama was not yet over. At the same meeting, Tuscaloosa principal Doug Kilo accused Homewood of playing an ineligible player all season and that they should forfeit their games. The player in question was Taylor Wingo. He had transferred from Ramsey High School, where he played the year before. Now, Ramsey is just over Red Mountain from Homewood in the Birmingham city limits. Homewood must have known this was coming because they produced a stack of affidavits claiming that Taylor Wingo was perfectly eligible. The Athletic Association said it would duly investigate the charge. Accusations were dropped, and Homewood was ready to face their first-round opponent. The Homewood team spent that week practicing to play a team that they didn't know if they would get to play or not. Homewood's coach, Alvin Bressler, had them ready to go. Now many times the winner in a competition is the team that handles adversity the best. Before Dothan and Homewood played in the finals, they both faced adversity. Dothan had a bye in the first round, but they won in overtime against Murphy 10-7 to in the quarterfinals they beat West End in overtime 21-20 in the semifinals, placing them in the finals against Homewood. Homewood had a more difficult route to the championship. In the first round, they got their revenge on Hueytown 21-14, the only team that beat them during the regular season. In the quarterfinals, they faced favorite Banks High School. Now, it wasn't a matter of who played in the playoffs, but who would have the privilege to get beaten by Banks. Banks was undefeated leading up to the second to the last game of the year against local rival Woodlawn. This was the high school game of the century, pitting Banks All-American quarterback Jeff Rutledge against Woodlawn All-American running back Tony Nathan. Both would be playing for Bear Bryant the next year. The game was played in front of 42,000 fans at Legion Field. Banks won the game 18-7. The following week must have been a letdown as they lost their last match 34-27 against West End. No slacker themselves, West End finished undefeated on the way to the playoffs. Banks was looking to bounce back after a week won by. A Montgomery sports writer predicted the game against Homewood to be a thrashing 28-14 in favor of Banks. Either Banks couldn't bounce back, or they underestimated the upstart Homewood team. It had been three years since Banks had been shut out, almost as long as Homewood was a school. Homewood won 12 to nothing. Homewood moved on to the semifinals to play the team that was supposed to challenge Banks, Anniston High School. Homewood dispatched them 18 to nothing on the way to the finals. Homewood was to face the Dothan Tigers in the finals, led by junior phenom Stedman Shealy and running back Greg Ramsey. These names would be called out at stadiums in Tuscaloosa and Tallahassee a few years later. It was a tough game fought at Birmingham's Legion Field. On the last play of the game with Homewood leading by three points, Dothan quarterback Stedman Shealy passed to a wide-open Greg Ramsey in the end zone for the game-winning touchdown. The ball slipped through Ramsey's fingers and fell safely in the end zone. There was no overtime miracle for Dothan on this night. Homewood won 10-7. Both teams had challenging games and oversized opponents on their way to the championship. But Homewood played the biggest game of all. Against an unknown opponent before they could even start their playoff run, they first had to win in the courts. If you would like to know more about the Homewood Patriots' 1974 championship season, then look for the book, Fighting Patriots, The First Three Years of Homewood Football by Patrick Kirk. You can find it at bookbaby.com and local bookstores. I hope you enjoyed this Alabama short story. If you enjoyed the story, do me a favor and tell one friend to give it a listen. You can subscribe to the podcast at Apple Music, Spotify, or wherever you prefer to listen to podcasts. See you next time at Alabama Short Stories.